Java Unscripted is a podcast made by people from all walks of life on their developmental journey to develop. We will celebrate W's, talk through L's, interview friends, and if there's time, talk a little tech. We focus on the journey, not the destination, and hopefully try to catch any errors along the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Java Unscripted. We have a very unique and special episode today. We actually came up with a new segment for a new series within our series in which we're diving under the hood about one of your, you know, known guests. Today, we are having an episode where we are going to dive underneath the hood of Sam. We're going to figure out what makes Sam tick, what Sam loves to do, what Sam hates to do, what's going on in Sam's life, how he got here, and why he's still on this podcast hanging out with these knuckleheads. And that's the episode. So with that said, Sam, tell us about your entire life now. This could be long. He's an actor. Buckle in. <laughs> Buckle in. Here we go. You're giving me free reign to speak about myself? What? I don't know how to do that. I was yeah, born this... on a hot summer day in <laughs> Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Man. Oh, no, man. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really actually, let's give the credit where the credit's due. Eric came up with this idea for the podcast in which yeah. we're kind of going to take turns maybe every so every so many episodes and kind of like mm-hmm. dive in a little bit to our individual lives as mm-hmm. you know as engineers as people as fathers as mentors and i think it's you know i think we're setting us up for success by first diving in with sam because i know that sam has a great journey to say to share because i know a little bit about it mm-hmm. but we're going to kind of dive deeper into that than we have in any of our previous episodes so I'm excited yeah. for this. So shout out to you, Eric, for this series idea. I think it's gonna go really smoothly. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. So tell us your life in a nutshell. And I want the early years, I want the failed romances, I want everything. I want what is oh, it? Man. Uh, you know, like I want to hear the awkward teenage state. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want, just... I want all I want all the how I met your mother context. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I think I probably like the best place to start is just my family, right? Um yeah. I was born into a family with two other boys. So uh right away I kind of distance myself from the idea of what I think my family thought I should be. Um both of my brothers were like super heavy into sports. And I immediately was drawn to video games. (laughs) My parents would punish me. And the way that they would punish me is they would lock me outside. Like they, that would be my, my, when I was in trouble, I would be forced to play outside. Um, And, and yeah, I think just, I started retreating to these virtual worlds and, and started to become enamored with putting things together, puzzle games, RPGs, understanding how things work. Um, I think I'm a maker by heart. I love building models. I love building furniture. And all through my life, I've kind of had these touchstones where I feel like I've taken a really deep dive into making something. Mm. And uh, you know, later in my life, in high school, into college, it became making art 
right? I was like, I got to do this thing. I got to be an actor. I got to be in a room with other people, tearing apart words, understanding how to make pictures really interesting and engaging and how to tell stories and being in the room with other people and like-minded people and people who challenged my perception of who I am, how the world works, that kind of stuff. And I, I, I loved it and I still do. But then a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, I need to make something new. And that takes us to where, you know, we all met, um, taking this crazy dive into technology and understanding how things work that everyone interacts with on a daily basis. (laughs) And I, I think of this analogy that someone said once to me, or, you know, if you were stranded on an Island, you know, there's the old question. If you're stranded on an Island, things, whatever, if you were stranded on an Island, what could you build? Like, what could you build to stay alive? And I remember when I was 28, 29, thinking about that, as I do it from time to time. And it's like, well, I could build furniture. <laughs> or I could, I could build Legos. Um, I could build, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I could put together an, uh, an engine block, I guess, kind of, you know, with a little guidance. I was like, wait, I don't know how the internet works. I don't know how computers work. I don't know how my phone works. Mm. Like, what if I had to, I don't know. What if I had, what if I was in a position where I had to know something about that? And that always excites me. Um, Finding gaps in my own knowledge and going after filling them. So I hope that answers the question, but I feel like that's like a 10,000. Absolutely not. No, no, we're going to, I'm going to have to invoke the, the, you know, the power of the time stone here and just like rewind a little bit. Skip. We skipped a lot of years, and no, no, that's fine. It's fine, and uh, it's not no, like I'm unhappy with your response, but I, I want to dive a little bit deeper. This is under yeah. the hood. Let's zoom in. Let's I, zoom in on a chunk of time. I yeah. did. I I did enjoy that. Uh, what felt like a uh, like I just felt like I just watched like a pretty decent yeah. movie preview. I'm like, oh, this movie. This movie looks interesting, yeah. but like, like I don't Michael have enough Bay context. It's <laughs> all the action scenes. You think my life, think my life like... is like a Michael Bay movie? <laughs> oh, you just showed us all the explosions, and like, now I already know the plot. I want to go back. Yeah, yeah, like, like, give me, give right. me some Christopher Nolan. All right. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, right. like uh, Sam. Give me some Scorsese. Locked out of his house by his parents, forced to yeah. climb trees. Go break your leg like the other kids. And then from yeah. that to uh, how do how do computers work on an island and 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 he's on an island with Legos and it, I, I, it you lost me I liked it though I I, I enjoyed it, it I enjoyed I it, it though. brilliantly it did it, it did it was very, it was very poetic and I appreciate that but well, all right, Samson so, actor he's used to giving he, let, he only has so much time to audition all right like. <laughs> No, that so, was brilliant. That was and, and, no, that was. And, and before we move on, is it hard to be the guest? Is it, is it a little uh, bit tough? You know, <laughs> when it feels more like a roast than an interview, yeah, it's a little challenging. <laughs> but, nah, come but on, maybe, though. hey, then maybe that's the spirit of these episodes. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with it. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I think so. Ro- roasting aside, because we all make jokes here, man. I, I, I love the context, right? Yeah. And I think that's something that all three of us resonate with in in some sense with. Mm-hmm. At least being born into the age of video games being like such a form of like storytelling and art and like yeah. growing up with it to where it is yeah. now. And um, I feel like it impacted all of us. So like it's fascinating that that inspired you early on as far as the, you know, expanding your mind with creativity yeah. and that kind of followed you through your life to ultimately like now you're almost in a position where 
you can build games like yeah like, you know how to do these to how to think like an engineer process yeah. like an engineer like you'll be able to do it there'll be some learning curves but like that's like picking up any technology now yeah. right yeah. um so that's fascinating to me so yeah like i guess what i what i want to know from you is you know and and at what points in your in your life besides like that that reflected time you said you had like 29 like mm-hmm. were you ever kind of feeling like i want to learn how to build computers or software or programs like was there any points earlier in your life where you were just like yeah. you know what this is something that like i wish i could do but i don't have the chops for it right now honestly yeah it's mm-hmm. always been a thing like i remember Here's another little snapshot. I remember yep. living in Clearwater, Florida on Bugle Oof. Lane. Um, look it up. It exists. Uh, <laughs> and we got our first Windows, like, personal, you know, PC mm-hmm. in the house. And it was one of these things where it was like 1997. I was six or seven years old, mm-hmm. I think. And it's one of these things where my parents were still relatively young and there were three of us. And it's like, I remember getting the computer and having it at the house and them going, where do we put it? Like, what do you do with a computer? Like, (laughs) it's not a TV. It's not an appliance. We can't put it in the kitchen. So it was on this little table, right? When you walked in. And I remember very distinctly trying to break it. Like, like navigating through the very, very rudimentary applications that were running on that thing Mm -hmm. and going out of my way to try to break them and like, see if I could Mm -hmm. break it. Mm. Oh, he is a QA engineer if I've ever heard one. We don't like those people. <laughs> so I, I distinctly remember that. And there was a game that I played all the time. It was called Bodyland. I don't know if anyone remembers that. It doesn't sound like an age-appropriate seven-year-old game. <laughs> it is. I promise. It was all about anatomy and like learning science. Oh, that's it's, sick. It's real. Look at it. It's, there are videos on YouTube. The soundtrack is banging. It's still amazing. I still put it on and listen to it and flow through work sometimes because nice. it's amazing. Okay. But um, so that was like my first introduction, right. To, to, to computers and just programs in general. And then as I aged and obviously tech advanced very rapidly, mm-hmm. it's always been a thing that I'm the point person for the family, right? Mm. My phone isn't working. Why is it not working? Okay. Well I can fix that or I can hard reset yep. your phone or whatever. And then as I got more and more comfortable coaching my family through their tech issues, I wanted to go exploring more. I started mm-hmm. ripping open my iPhones. I started building computers, upgrading hard drives, upgrading RAM. Like I started to get my hands into the tech, oh, nice. which is I think where I I live best. I love building cars, like I said, furniture. Like I love learning a new skill that's tactile. Mm. But it felt like I hit the wall. Like I felt like okay, there's only so much that I can do hardware wise because i don't i just don't have the engineering knowledge to be able to like build my own chipset that's wild but Mm -hmm. so i kind of hit this wall with tech and then when the opportunity presented itself and i kind of had a second to rest and check in with what i wanted to do next it was like okay how much deeper could i go oh programming of course this thing that i i had some introduction to but I took to it like I took to it so quickly, I think, just because I'm so used to thinking that way about mm. 
things that are tactile like that? How do these pieces talk to each other? Why do we build it this way? Why do we need this part here? Oh, because it allows these other three parts to communicate to the central hub that's powering the machine. It's like, that's really easy for me mm. to tap into that energy. So programming just felt like the next step, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. That's really fascinating. And it kind of reminds me of something, and I want to ask both of you here if you if either of you have ever experienced this, because I kind of fell into that IT role with my family, and yeah. I fell into the, you know, uh, being very tech savvy and like yeah. same thing, like messing with uh-huh. my iPhones, opening them up, you know, hacking shit, quote unquote, but not really. Yeah. But I remember distinctly there were multiple times in my life where I was like tinkering with things and going like off the edge of like what a normal person would do with their device yeah. or their phone or their computer. Right. Yeah. I was just like going over the edge a little bit and then I would end up on GitHub. Right. Or something mm. like it when when it was just like uh, talking about repositories and shit. And then I would, that's when like I was hitting my wall. I'm like, what the fuck gotcha. is a repository? Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. What's a GitHub? And this is like this is yeah. years ago. I mean, I, I don't know if back then because so fuzzy. 2021. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was <laughs> GitHub. Exactly. But I just yeah. remember like, like, oh, go to this repository, do this thing. Like per the instructions, yeah. just like. Oh man, this is this is where I'm over <laughs> over my I limit. Will say, <laughs> I will say that does remind me. I feel like my first foray into programming mm-hmm. was um, when I was in college. Uh, it's when like speedrunning games started to become quick, oh. like big. Mm-hmm. And I would watch those conferences. I would watch YouTubers. I would watch like all that kind of stuff. And I heard, I kept hearing them say. Uh, I'm running this randomizer and it's built on this script. And I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Mm. And I distinctly remember going to someone's GitHub repo, not knowing what it was at the time. And like looking at one of these randomizer scripts for probably, probably Ocarina of Time, just because it might be my favorite video game. Mm. And just looking at it and my, uh, my eyes hurt and I had to like close the script. I couldn't look at it anymore. Yeah. That's happened to me too. And that's the past. wild. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, that's why you bringing that up sparked that in me. Yeah. I remember that distinctly feeling like, oh shit, I'm out of my element. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about yeah. you, Eric? You ever like in, in your days, I know you're like 47 years old, but have you ever, Jeez. you know, back when they invented the, <laughs> the computer, <laughs> did, um, have you ever found yourself previous to getting into tech as you are now, like, diving into it to a point where like oh man i could do these things but like this is this is over my mm-hmm. this is out of my league right now mm. well back when me and zuckerberg were founding facebook <laughs> um they no. call him the winkle boss okay so yeah there was there's this one there's one thing i won't overshare because i want this to be about sam but um sam. because i have so much to talk about with tech <laughs> but uh I distinctly remember when I was in the Air Force um, mm. and we had our, our barracks and uh, a lot of us would play the same MMOs, mm. uh, mul- massive multiplayer online games, just in case, uh, you know, an audience member's like, what's that? Uh, mm. But uh, mm. we were playing Final Fantasy XI, right? Mm. Old school. And Classic. I opened up some of the music uh, and I guess... I didn't know the files were maybe, I think back then, and still probably are, JSON. 
and I replaced mm-hmm. the battle theme with the Naruto theme. <laughs> nah. Yeah. <laughs> when it works. So like like the music that. scripting files are JSON? Mm-hmm. Well, we just point to a file. And the files were all hosted on your computer. Mm-hmm. And oh so, God. like, you would have all the music for Final Fantasy, but I just replaced, uh, you know, like, the actual um, MP3 file with the, oh. uh, what's it called? Uh, with the uh, little Naruto yeah, thing I probably ripped off sick. the internet super legally, if anybody's listening. <laughs> you, did, you did that um, on PC, right? Yeah. PC? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and so, and it got super annoying because I didn't realize how annoying it was to listen to Neuroto theme back then uh, for mm. every battle. Oh, but but it was so uh, sick, though. It was cool. And uh, there are just a number of other things. I didn't do any like uh, speed running or whatever, but mm. I always just found ways to try to customize something. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, you would read through documents. Dark documents were sparse back then, but. I guess I never yeah. understood like that. I would have to be reading through documents professionally because <laughs> that's Actually, what we do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is what we do now. We are professional Googlers. That's that's a fact. <laughs> but it, it, it's so fascinating yeah. to me that like all all of your both of your stories like are taking me back to like memories of mine because yeah. I did something very similar to Eric. I had um, I very legally. Um, jailbroke my PlayStation Two. <laughs> that sounds that sounds good yeah. above board. Gone. No, it was mm. no, it was. There was a way back then that like if you had a special like disc, it would like it would load the boot screen of the PS Two, and then there was like this. a little key, and you yeah. would use this key to open it, and then you put in like your burnt copy of a game very legally. I would only burn yeah. my own copies, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I had that I had that disc and then I lost that disc and then there was this one particular game the soccer game that me and my friend grew up on not FIFA it's called Winning 11 back then and mm-hmm. this one game had a boot loading screen before the game started it would like go blank and the disc would stop and I would use I I, I literally lost that little key thing to pop open the the PlayStation the PS2 I mm-hmm. took like an old credit card I cut it out I fucking popped that shit. And then I would put in there a burnt version of that game that I Mm -hmm. would like modify on my PC. Same as Eric, changing the music, changing some of the styles, changing the like the forms. And then literally like put the put the cover back on and then the PS2 is like, oh shit, yeah, same game. Nothing changed, but Y'all um, were in you both it brought me so back. much. Yeah, y'all were in it so much earlier than me. Dude, but that's a memory point, I forgot about. That's like wild. I completely forgot about that till now. It's mind blowing. But something, yeah, something you said, Eric, it just resonates really deeply with me. It's the idea of customization, right? It's this idea mm. of like I'm gonna make this mine, um, and uniquely mine, and then you have once you've done that. I think, I, I mean, I think on some level, this is what we're all trying to do as humans. Mm-hmm. It's sharing that. It's sharing mm-hmm. that experience that you created to make someone else's day better, life better, moment better, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And also to inspire them to build on top of what you've given them, right? It's like yeah. this yeah. moment of here's here's Final Fantasy XI, but yeah. better because it has yeah. this awesome new Naruto track. <laughs> Yeah. And now, That's what sick. can you do with it? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, no, I agree. 
that hits no, deep. I mean, um, just recently today, today at work, uh-huh. you know, I'm mainly a React developer, but I also do some backend work now in, in nice. C Sharp. And Ooh. it's so, so hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I, I, I recently have been doing more and more of that, and I wrote some backend, uh-huh. and it talked to my front end, so I created the whole relationship. Full and stack. I was just, and I was just, oh. I was just like, wow. Yes. I cannot believe I did this. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, yeah, like, you, like I think that the, the love that I get is when things work out and you know that you were responsible for it. Yeah, yes. I, I think, yes, to yes. Eric, to your exact point, I think the reason why all of us are in this space, we love en- engineering, we're tinkerers, right? We're, we're like yeah. you, Sam, we're makers. And I think yep. that one of the things like Eric, like what you're saying that I love most about engineering and having this opportunity to be an engineer is like when you make something work, yeah. Like that feeling of like nailed it. This shit works. It took me a week and uh like there were so many bugs but like now it's working. It's like I feel like there aren't many like professional spaces out there where like you go to work and like you just can experience like a massive W. Like Well, to, well you know what I mean? Oh, go on. Yeah. Well, and I'm just trying to Bring it back to Sam to respect oh, yeah, his time course, as our guest, but like, do you, do you feel that way? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious or sarcastic or anything. I um, uh, do you feel that way when you make things work mm-hmm. with acting? Because I know that's a big part of your life. Mm, like, yeah, so you like, get into like, it. can you can you realize how do you know when something's not working? And then just like, oh, all of a sudden, like an epiphany. I got it. Mm-hmm. How did that yeah. work out? Yeah, how do I know? Or like, well, how do you feel when you act? Because like, that's the other side of your life. Like, you're 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 an engineer, but yeah. like, you're you're an actor. That's yeah. how I know you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't. I am not a religious person. Um, okay. I I and I don't necessarily want to or think anyone needs to hear my beliefs. <laughs> but I will say. Um, when I'm that feeling that I get when honestly, when my front end talks to my back end or like I get something work or I successfully deploy Webpack five, oh. um, <laughs> uh, uh, is the same feeling that I get from being on stage and feeling something click and having the audience mm. in the palm of my hand and being tapped into my scene partner. You know, they're the same to me. It's the same experience. That's and awesome. what it is. Yeah, what it is to me is the closest that I've ever felt to feeling like I know my reason for existing. Oof. It is it is the easiest for me. It's the easiest thing for me to point to and be like, that's why I'm here. That moment, that thing, that, that feeling. W. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is so. It's addicting. It's so addicting, but it's also so fleeting, right? Yeah. Because I'm is. sure you all like me and a lot of people out there listening, we want to improve. We don't want to be mm-hmm. stagnant. We mm-hmm. don't. Humans don't. We're built to wander. We're built to move. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why, to me, engineering and acting are so similar because there is no, there's no need to be still. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. always be improving. 
You can always find more truth on the stage. You can always find more optimization. You can always find more tools to bring to your performance. You can always find more tech to incorporate into your application. Like it's it, they're synonymous to me. And I know that sounds Ooh. weird, but I promise you they are. Mm, that is, that is wow. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I wish I could, I wish I could communicate it better, but it's, it's like, again, God is whatever God is or whatever mm-hmm. they are to everyone. And I totally understand that. And I'm here for it. To me, that moment is where I find my higher power, like that mm. moment of transcendence for me. And for if I'm teaching someone or working with someone, that aha moment you can feel it on stage too when an audience yeah. gets something that you're trying to give them. Yeah. So it it's it's my favorite. It's like a drug. That's awesome, it's, man. It's crazy. Yeah. That is really Talk, truly talking about it gets my heart rate up. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, uh, I'm over here. I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. that, uh, and I don't want to sound like an intellectual. It's the last thing I am. But come on, <laughs> it's like it's like that Deuce Ex Machina feeling, you know. But yes. It's like mm. yes. Like it seems unsurmountable, and yes. then there's the epiphany, and like yes. everything flows, and yes. you reach it, and like yes. you said, it's just moment, and like you know that you'll be pursuing that other moment. Your knowledge yeah. is cumulative, and yeah. mm. and personally for us, I think we like to share it. You know, like yeah, right. we want to share that. You share it with your audience. You share it with your fellow actors. And yes, you know, um, I share it with my wife, even though she doesn't want to hear it. I'm like, hi, <laughs> we all share it. But and, I mean, um, it's it is not in any way the same, right? But right. I don't have children, mm-hmm. but it is the closest thing that I can equate to literally holding your future in the palm of your hand, like. Mm seeing something that you care so deeply about mm. thrive that that's what those moments are to me. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can only imagine as fathers, uh, like, that's that like legacy. Yeah. 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 And it's leaving it, something behind and it's undeniable. Like that's the yeah. other thing is that moment of discovery elation, whether it be on stage coding, working with your kids, like, that moment, you can't deny it. You can't. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all for that, and I feel that too. I feel like yeah. it definitely ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. and I feel like, um, because because if you always felt like that, then it then it wouldn't have as much meaning, right? A hundred percent. So so the ebb and flow is what m- kind of adds value to it in the long run, because you know I've. I, I've been having like a a down sort of week in, in the engineering world, but like yeah. it, it's all internal. I know it's all internal, yeah. but I know that like, I know that a win is coming my way and I'm just yeah, like patiently chipping away at it because yeah. like, I know I'm just on the well, bottom of the mountain right now, but no, no, you're not. No, listen, because it's like Sam said, the reason you feel like that mm. is because you already have achieved some excellence you've already hit like a threshold the point is that it feels like that is because now your threshold is further away you need to go higher you can't remain still 
And yeah. if you remain still, and, and people do it, mm-hmm. then it feels like work. You know, it yeah. feels like mm-hmm. it's just a task, yeah. but it's yeah. not. It means something to you. So, yeah. and you want to develop and you want to like grow. Yeah. And uh, like with this acting, you want to reach, you know, new heights, great, yeah. like, uh, you know, emote and, and distill something. And, yes. mm. and it won't always be the same. And that's hard too. It's like, oh, now we've got a new problem or it, yeah. it's like something a new challenge and like the i think the i my passion comes from the adversity mm-hmm. you know like like mm. you have yeah. to embrace the fact that the struggle is constant yeah mm. you know like because once you start feeling comfortable then maybe it is time to keep to move on or keep going somewhere else. yeah i feel like that that's that struggle is kind of just like static but i kind of need that static Right, yeah. because I feel like if things were like dead silent, then it'd be like, oh, like nothing's happening, no movement. Like I, I, I feel like we all need that static of that feeling of like, oh, I got to do better, I got to push myself further. Whether it's acting, being a father, engineering, yes. and a sport, music, yes. like nobody wants to be stagnant. And Sam touched on that, and I feel like, you know, it, it it's, mm. yeah. It's a cra- it's crazy being a, yeah. a human being with goals. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Well, it's wild. I guess I tell you all the time, yeah. don't be too hard on yourself, Charlie. Yeah. You are an excellent engineer. No, I appreciate yeah. that, man. And a good I, human I, being. And it pains me to say it, but it's true, you know, like <laughs> those things. Like you said, Charlie, there if if everything was good all the time, it would be right. really boring. And you right. wouldn't know that it was it's good. True. It's true. So <laughs> it's it's and I say this a lot too. So you probably heard me say this, Charlie. And I thank you too, Eric. So I apologize for being redundant, but no, look over your okay. shoulder and, and remind yourself of the context, right? Mm-hmm. Like remind yourself of how far you've climbed, even though you're looking at this insurmountable mountain, mm-hmm. you're halfway up it already. Like, yeah, it's true. remind yourself. I hate climbing. I am terrible. <laughs> I'm so scared of heights. I'm really scared of heights. Yeah. I'm so scared of heights. Yeah, Eric, oh. I'm so scared of heights, dude. I can't stand at the edge of a stage. I get no. too nervous. Like three feet off no. the ground. No way. It's this bad. Is... <laughs> well, we're it's under close. the hood. <laughs> it's bad, y'all. <laughs> we said it's right. str- struggles and fears. It's Jeez, bad. Okay. All right. It's so, bad. Now, let's... Let's switch gears a little back to you, Sam. Let's let's switch up the, I guess the, the thought, the question at hand. Okay. Let's talk about. I want to hear from your perspective, what the, you know, the the struggle and strife was like to become where you are as an actor, mm. and the struggle, you know, because we all struggle through it, to become an engineer. Do you think that both yeah. of those were similar? Were they like very different? Did you feel like one felt more natural than the other? Did you feel like like talk to me about like the struggle to become an actor, a professional actor and the struggle to become uh, an engineer? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um oh god, okay. Uh I I'm thinking about it right now and to me they seem very different. But Mm -hmm. maybe that's just the way that I'm thinking about it. So I'm going to talk it out. And pardon me if this is messy. No, but it's all good. The struggle for me of becoming an actor and like working as an actor 
the hardest part of it is, and a lot of people don't know this, it, it, it is out of your control. There is very little that you can do to ensure success as an actor. Mm. There are things that you can do to set yourself up to be in the best possible position for success and opportunity when it comes. But very, very, very little is actually in your control. So when I audition for something, usually a play at a theater or, you know, I've done some indie movies and TV shows and stuff like that, you kind of go into a room or nowadays you send a tape and it's gone. Like it's in the air and maybe you hear back. If you don't hear back, I don't get feedback. It's kind of taboo to ask for feedback. So I don't know if I'm good. Like, I don't know if I'm mm -hmm. good. I don't know if what I did was good. I don't know if they just didn't like me because I had the same hair color as their ex. Like, it could be anything. So for me, that struggle is very different mm -hmm. than the struggle when it comes to, like, learning engineering, learning a new tech, becoming a, a developer. For mm -hmm. me, development is... It's a little more binary, frankly. It's like you get it or you don't. There's mm. obviously gray in between, and it's a journey to travel from one of those to the other. But I know when the aha moment happens, and I know that I've snuggled with that struggle and achieved a certain uh, uh, amount of progress, mm. right? Acting is very, very different. I've been in some big movies, and then nothing. Or these last like five or six weeks, I've had, thankfully, like some really great audition opportunities for regional theaters across the country. And nice. I've gotten callbacks and I've gotten good feedback and then crickets. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's wild. It's very, very different to me. Mm. Has that been y'all's experience? Like, how do you feel about the struggle to, you know, get to where you got before you, before you became a dev? you know, that, that struggle through your career versus the struggle to become a dev. Like, does that equate in, in your field, Charlie, or what you were doing before Eric? I mean, I feel like for me, um, yeah. without diving too deep, because I don't want to take away from, from, uh, what we're talking about, but for me, I feel like I, I just was kind of in like a fog with yeah what i was striving to do like i knew that i i knew that i loved to make music so i would yeah. produce and, and and i was doing that and at a certain point it became like for me and it was just like i wasn't getting feedback and it's just like i yeah. get feedback from my close friends my inner circle they say my music is great but they're my close friends i don't know if they're just being nice it's like <laughs> i i don't know like I'll email, I'll, I'll email cold email BCC to like 400 emails I gather over like the last 10 years. And I don't know if people are checking those inboxes still. So like, yes, yeah, I feel you. Cause, yeah. cause it was similar for me as well. Uh, if, if yeah. I'm going that regard, but with engineering, yeah, it, it was like, it was hard for me, man. Like I, yeah. I truly and this kind of will bring us into our, our, our next kind of thought here. Like, but I truly struggled so much. Yeah. And I feel like through my time at Coatsmith, which is, you know, where, where I'm at currently as an engineering mentor, um, I have 
the incredible opportunity to to teach part time, mm. and oh my god, like I I feel like I feel like such an imposter sometimes even when I'm doing that, and it's just like like yeah. no, I, I've gotten the feedback that I'm capable and I know this stuff, but man, for me, I feel like I got I took like a rough beating from imposter syndrome for a lot, like for the first. Yeah seven months of codesmith mm. really yeah. and i feel like only when we kind of got together started doing the podcast um yeah. i started like gaining a bit of confidence because we were yeah. hearing from our peers the people that were we admire and look up to mm-hmm. like that we met through codesmith that were struggling with the same thoughts and it was just like oh it kind of like calmed my nerves a little bit and helped me to push further but yeah yeah it was yeah Getting into engineering was not not easy, worthwhile, yeah. and like um, best decision I ever made in my life. And now it feels a lot better. Yeah. But yeah, the first seven months were pretty gnarly. You know, just oh, yeah. seven months in the program, and that's not even considering the the time before that, trying to learn the basics. But yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well. Uh... Without getting too deep, like Charlie said, I think my journey was teaching and I dropped out of college once. I don't know if you know that. Mm. And I came back and I got my teaching degree. Mm. Um, and then being in the military twice, um, both of those things were a mistake. You know, like I wasn't really great in the military mm. and I wasn't. An excellent teacher, you know, I was okay, but I was just, I just didn't feel it. Like it wasn't, it didn't spark something in me and and a field where you need that spark is so hard. And so, um, I think it's, it's no exaggeration of, of a statement to say that like engineering, software engineering has saved my life professionally, Mm. like, and then becoming a dad, like between those two things. That happened within the last, uh, I've been a dad for five years, but uh, engineering for about two years now, you know, mm. with our journey through Coatsmith and now uh, uh, MindBody, mm-hmm. uh, like it, it's so important to me. Engineering is because like, I've never felt this way before. It's yeah. like, yeah. I will do anything to be here. I'll work harder than anyone. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, try to learn faster and, and improve and iterate and improve and iterate yeah. um you know because and i hope this reaches our audience because like if you are not like if you're not in a right relationship you're going to be unhappy mm-hmm. if you're living in the wrong area if you're doing the wrong profession whatever if you don't feel happy i think you're obligated as a human being to try to find that happiness because you live once yeah. and and you find something and you're good at it and it makes an impact, even if it's small in your life. Engineering, you know, like, it's just, it has changed my perspective. So, uh, yeah, awesome. I, I don't know if that answered the question at all, but that's how I feel. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm right with both of you on that. Mm-hmm. A lot of struggle, like I mentioned, a lot of struggle for me early on, the early, I guess, year or so however long it was but yeah now it just feels like <laughs> in hindsight it's like 
damn, I wish I did this sooner. <laughs> That's my only yeah. regret. <laughs> but everything works effect. in divine timing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Talk, talk to us, um, Sam, about your struggles. Um, you know, I guess while at Codesmith as a resident, like eyes wide yeah. open. Um, yeah. From there to like now, and like if you if you if you can dive into us a little bit, um, what where you've been at post Codesmith and what lies ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um. I think my biggest struggle is that I'm an excellent BS salesman. <laughs> um, I can sell myself that I'm good on something. That's illegal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some there were some technologies that we interacted with that, you know, I kind of coasted through a little bit and I was like, ah, I'm good. And then when it came time to back up my my ish. I fell really short. Um, I think that was a huge struggle for me is, is, is was bearing down and actually spending the time that I needed in the moment to really understand something. I would convince myself maybe out of guilt or probably more likely out of embarrassment to say, no, I got it. I'm good. Um, I was too scared to do that. And it's been me in the ass a few times, you know, like stuff that I've worked on, honestly, in my, in my job, like since leaving Codesmith, there have been mm -hmm. some things that I should know and I should be more capable of doing. Um, but I think uh, better to learn that lesson now than, you know, three years down the line. Um, but that was a big struggle for me is being comfortable with not knowing mm -hmm. or being, I guess, uncomfortable with not knowing so that I drive myself to learn more and, mm -hmm. and dig deeper. I would convince myself that I was done too early, which is crappy of me. Like, that's. That's we get not, it. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not insulting you. No, we get it. We've been there. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I got yeah. you. Um, I I laughed because I'm always saying we get it to myself because I ramble, but it was thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but to your other question, Charlie, like where what's what's next and where I'm at now? So after Codesmith, I was hired as an engineer at NBC, uh, NBC Universal, which was amazing. Uh, the people awesome. were, were great. The ma my manager was amazing. Everything was amazing. Um, but then I had the incredible opportunity to return to Codesmith and become an instructor for the very program that changed my life and all of our lives. Mm. And I, um, besides acting and engineering, I think my other huge passion, these three pillars that I built my life on is teaching. I love teaching. Um, I've only ever taught acting up until this point, but, uh, when I had the opportunity to return to Codesmith and teach, uh, something else that I care deeply about engineering, I jumped on it. Um, so I'm at Codesmith now as an engineering instructor for the very program that I went through, which is wild and completely serendipitous. And I think incredible. Um, I, 
absolutely, it's been a struggle. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that I can give to other people is hope, especially people going on this journey, right? Mm. I come from the least technical background. I pretended to be a computer program once in a play. Like that's how much experience I've had on my resume. Mm. And for me to go through it and not, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm an intelligent person. I don't think I am particularly technically savvy. Um, I don't have a lot of skills to offer in that regard outside of things that I've taught myself. And I did it. And I am a success story. We all are success stories. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone to be a success story. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest detractors to people's success sometimes is they get in their own way and they convince themselves that they're incapable from the jump. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I want to be there to tell them, no, <laughs> I am the yeah. least capable person. And I did it. I know you can do it. I have complete faith in everyone that goes on this journey. Because if I did it, you can do it. And I mean that sincerely. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. And it feels like I'm right where I need to be right now, which is really, really nice. And I don't think I've been able to say that for a long time. That's amazing, man. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, that's such a, um, that's, that's an incredible jump. I mean, obviously, I'm stoked because I get to be your right, <laughs> right hand man at Coach Smith yes. as, as a part time instructor. So that's like, they're gonna really pay me for that yeah, <laughs> that's incredible yeah, in and of yeah. itself but i just feel like it's it's so it's su it's such an it's such a humble decision for you to make right and, and like selfless for you to be like i love engineering but i also care so deeply about leading others to their success that like i'm willing to for now part ways with with like engineering to move to engineering but instructing engineering and that's yeah. like that's so bold and it, it, it's it's something that's like i don't know man it's just it's incredible like congrats obviously i appreciate but it's, it it's yeah man but like I, I think that right now moving forward like for the program we went through it's it like the best hands it could literally possibly be in <laughs> and i mean that and it's yeah it's awesome, man. That that is so cool, and I can't wait to see you thrive in that in that position and beyond. Till you're mm. the Codesmith CEO. Sorry, Will. I appreciate. Oh God, <laughs> don't come for me, Will. I appreciate well, that, Charlie. That's very kind. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, of course, man. Two things. Um, of course, I'm proud of you and everything you said about you know not being sure yourself and capable and stuff is completely untrue. And I think you have a bias against yourself. So you're mm. a smart, intelligent person. Mm. Um, definitely more capable than Charlie. So I think you've got this, <laughs> whatever you do, you choose the teaching or acting and engineering. And then the second point is, <clears throat> I'm feeling a lot of Codesmith hate because they hired Charlie and Sam, but <laughs> I was left in the cold and the dark. Oh, I didn't get on this train. And I have been a teacher. So I have no yes. idea yes. who I've wronged. But yes. uh, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I just like to joke. Um, I'm always 
I'm always happy at the opportunities of my friends here mm-hmm. on the podcast, whether they be the co-host or the guest. Now, all the hate that mm-hmm. I give you guys is just, you know what, yeah, Sam, I might be a better actor than you because the hate is, <laughs> it's, it's not real. You, uh, I can say uncategorically, you are a much better actor. I am. I can't because wait till Eric starts doing stand up. Yes, please, please. <laughs> when is it happening? No, and me. Sam, oh, and Sam, like my wife says, and like I tell my wife, we all have to embrace our mistakes. So yeah. she gives me a hug every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! My it's god. Right. All right. So really, can really I segue this? Then I'll, I'll segue. Yeah. Um, so. I know we didn't get to hear the failed romances, which I'm really, I know we're all disappointed. We wanted the spicy. We I wanted just, the spicy. I, I don't want to <laughs> put them on blast. No, I get it. I get fair. it. But what are your, what would you, if you had like, I don't want to do like five year plan, but what are your ambitions going forward? Oh yeah. 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 Um, I, I want to be a game dev. Awesome. Uh, I, I want to start. Um, I'm getting into Unity and C Sharp right now, so please. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But I would I'm really. Lo- I'm like... looking at three game devs right here. Yeah, <laughs> I would really love, and I and I I think absolutely it would be amazing to go work for you know a AAA studio and learn uh, so much. I'm sure, and and work on the games that I love to play. But I am also just flabbergasted at the art that is coming out of indie developer studios right now. Mm. And the passion behind so many of those games yeah. and the innovation that's happening yeah. in that space. Yeah, Team Cherry, um, if you want to pop on the podcast, go ahead. Yes, Team Cherry, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, it's, it's, there are too many to name, but oh, they're, it, it's incredible. It's, it's banger after banger after banger after banger. And they're these amazing experiences, right? They're, we think of a video game, I think of a video game, and I think of my favorites, and I think of you know the huge... 20 30 hour epics mm. but also just with the hardware developments that have happened you know the 30 minute experience is to to have someone interact with something for 30 minutes and have it have a beginning a middle and an end and have them be a part of it and have it maybe have an emotional impact that's wild like what an age we live in where i can build something send it to you eric and you can give my thing inputs and it changes the way that it, what? That's incredible. Yeah. It excites me to no end. It's, it's, I get so animated when I talk about it. So it feels (laughs) like it's the right move. I think it's fascinating. And it's actually something that three of us, three of us has spoken about before to like dive into that space. And, and like, like both of you, I love my AAA 35 hour epics, but I feel like, the games that have stuck with me the most mm-hmm. that are like embedded in my head mm-hmm. are the indie games that were like, you know, yes. an hour to like yes. five hours long max. Like, have like you ever just... played? Have you ever played Journey? <sighs> Come on, don't make me cry, bro. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, um, uh, so to your question, Eric, yes, that's that's kind of where I would like to be. Um, oh, that's and maybe. Yeah, maybe game dev turns into like game producer, game director. I'm into that. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I can see it. Sky's short, the limit, boys. Yeah, That's short what term I think. is short term is to learn C plus plus. I can mm. actually build games. <laughs> so you like to suffer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those low levels. I love. And he's an actor. Of course, he likes to suffer. 
Um, I feel like sky's the limit for you, Sam. Mm. Anything that you want to do, you will attain and achieve because you deserve it, man. So well, I think I think we could wrap. I think like yeah, this we we got we got it we got it on tape we got it on record. Yeah. Sam under the hood, maybe Damn. part one of Sam under the hood. I don't know, oh, but this was this was an experience. This was uh. it was great to hear from you in this perspective and to share that with our listeners. Those of you listening, we appreciate you all so much. We do this for the love of yes. engineering. We do yes. this for the love of you know being able to share these experiences that not only us have gone through but our guests have gone through and you know we hope people continue to listen and yeah that's that's my babble um eric you have anything to say and then i would love for sam to close us off with some thoughts and inspiration yeah yeah uh just reiterating you know like these under the hood series um my idea for it, and I'm sure we share because we're very like-minded, is that you get to know us because we're just human like the rest of you. Mm-hmm. Um, we come from backgrounds that didn't start in tech. So if you are similar, or even if you're different, you're already in tech, or you're struggling with like being ambitious, being bold, uh, you know, being sure of yourself, you know, that's, that's a daily struggle for anyone. So mm-hmm. just know that in this podcast, we share our stories so that you can go ahead and get the courage to live your story. Because I think that if you don't make the tough choices, then you're just you're setting yourself up for the mundane. And, and you know, life's too short. Like I've always, yeah, I've always thought, you know, the choices that I made that were the struggles that I've endured um, has always you know, revealed something that's way better than, than the hardship. So, you know, like just do it, um, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that resonates deeply. Thank you, Eric. Um, I'll leave you with this. Uh, sometimes we convince ourselves that we don't want to do it for whatever reason. And I get it. Um, I'm, I get scared. I get nervous. I convince myself that I'm not worth it. I'm not worthy. And okay, those are feelings that we have and we have to acknowledge them and give them space because they're real and they exist. Mm. However, I think the thing that helps you get out of those feelings and helps you move through them is to help someone else get through them. Reach out to someone. That's my action item. I'm always telling people, reach out to someone and just ask them how they are. It can be that person that you haven't talked to in years. It can be a family member. It can be a dear, dear friend going through the struggle that you're going through in your school, at your program, at your job. It doesn't matter. Reach out to them and just open a line of communication. Remind yourself that you're human. Remind them that they're human and grow through those struggles together. It always happens. It always helps. And it is the best thing that we can do for ourselves and others. So do it. Reach out to someone. That's my advice. 
Thank you so much, Sam, for being a good sport and letting oh, us uh, roast you just a little bit today. My this honor, a boys. Great episode. I love you both. This has been an yeah. honor. Love you, fellas, too. Signing off. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. And I've been Sam. <laughs> See you in the next one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. If you like what you heard today, let us know on Twitter at java underscore unscripted, or feel free to email us at javaunscripted at gmail.com. Additional information about today's show can be found in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. See you all next time.